Brian Breaker. You're a little whiny baby. Bane. Don't assume my gender. Friend since the seventh grade. Yeah. You're just a bitch with his phone. F*** you. Well, sort of. One professional wrestler and one rapper get together to talk movies, comics, video games, pro wrestling, and anything that makes you say, WTF. Let's not talk about Bane's ooze. Harry Potter erotica. Awesome in theory. Kind of a mess in practice. This is Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Oh, yeah. Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boy. Grab a monster, crack it open, let's go It's time that we start the show, no hesitation, oh no The most energetic podcast of all of the podcasts So when you listen to the show, you know that it kicks ass So when I smash on these cowards like Mario did to Bowser With the best thing you've encountered since suspenders on trousers To all the haters, say howdy, make a believer from doubters Put in the stake in the shower, break up and bitch, power, power Yeah, hello, uh, hello, hello Hello, hello Welcome to the show, uh, yeah, hello, 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 welcome to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are Rolling Sound, it is episode 354 Breaker and Bane's Power Hour, of course. I am Brian Breaker, and I am being joined, as always, rocking that average panda hoodie. Shoot, yeah. Big underscore Bane, what's going on, man? Dude, not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. Actually, that's not true. we got a lot of stuff to talk about today, man. Oh, okay then. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to call you out right away. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, we got a lot of wrestling talk. We've got a WTF story, which is always... Not always good, but it's interesting to say the least. Yeah. A little bit of toy talk. And, uh, of course, we'll probably dive into all the happenings of Power Hour Pro Wrestling as well. Always down. My dad, Scott Collins, will be the guest for part two. Everyone seemed to enjoy him on part one, so I think part two will be even better. Well, Papa Collins. That's right. He'll be uh, he'll be on the show. And I told you, Big Underscore Bane, I had a surprise for the show today. Yes, you did. Yeah. Are you? Is that just eating you up right now? I actually forgot about it until you said it. <laughs> Completely forgot. So I, I text you because I was like, hey, I'll be home around this time uh-huh. and we can record. And uh-huh. you're like, yeah, that's cool. Just let me know. And then I found something. I was like, oh, man, we've got to have that for the show. Yeah. And you have no idea what it is. And I told you it's not a it's not a ride down a mine shaft elevator. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not an ice cream sandwich. Yeah. So I'm just going to wait I, until you decide to leave. I, <laughs> I, yeah, I could not figure it out. And I know it's an office reference. I remember the episode, but I just cannot remember the other thing. Yeah. Well, there wasn't another thing because it doesn't have anything to do with this. But I want to show you what I found today. Oh, Our, so you just, you just said that to Red Herring, so to speak. Well, yes. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Are you ready? I'm ready. Bam! Dunkaroo, <laughs> son of a bee. How I so I'm buying some some small you know small amount of groceries and I ran into those um, at the cash register and I was like whoa my god and so we've been talking about these a few times because yeah. they were coming back right yeah and actually Travis Fowler I believe he found some at a random store but I have not seen them until today yeah 
And I honestly kind of forgot about them because I wasn't really looking for them. Are they at our local Walmart? They were at like the Super Saver, that random grocery store that nobody goes to. Yeah. I went in there because there was nobody in there and I thought it'd be easy to get in and out. Right. And I ran into those. Son of a B. So I don't necessarily think it's a good idea to eat them on the show, like because people probably don't want to hear a lot of chewing. I I I would do it just to just to piss off Big Chuck or Jordan Zeilinger. Or Jordan Zeilinger too. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, I mean, everything. I'm all about pissing off Big Chuck. Oh yeah. Because I mean, good lord, that guy sucks. Yeah, we got we got some things to say about that some bitch today. Yeah, we do. But uh, I th- I feel like that tops an ice cream sandwich. Yes. Or a trip down a mine shaft. Yes, uh, hands down. If if. My boss gave me Dunkaroos in lieu of a bonus. I'd be like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Do not do that if you're listening, boss. <laughs> Here's the weird thing about this. It's it's little mini cookies, frosting. Yeah. How does this go away? It's it's legit vanilla cookies. Now, I thought they used to be graham cookies. Like I think they had different kinds. Okay. This is the only kind that they had, to be fair. And if I remember right, didn't they come in a box? And like that was like, because this is like an individual pack. Yeah, it used to be a lot smaller. It used to be about the same size as like the uh, the cheese and the yes, crackers. Yes, and the little breadstick this, things. Yeah, this looks like it's about double the size. Now, I remember the last time I got Dunkaroos, they were terrible. Really? Okay. Yeah, and the reason See, I why... Feel like I, I don't feel like I've had them since elementary, and it, I could be wrong it, there. It legit scarred me because it... Like, the graham cookie, cookies or whatever, vanilla cookies... We're fine, but the sure. icing, like the oil or the sugar, had separated somehow. What if they were old? It could have been because they were just sitting on top. It was like sitting on top of the icing, and and that's happened to me with cheese before too, like on those cheese crackers. That must have been old because that actually feels like there's a lot of cookies in there. Yeah, it it feels it feels like they're giving you the hookup, and that that good icing, June twenty twenty one. That icing side is heavy. That's good. That's good news. <laughs> That's a lot of icing, pal. That's a lot of icing. I, I dig it. So, yeah. Pretty uh, pretty decent little surprise there, huh? Yeah. Terrible for you, though. Mm. Well, I didn't expect them to be good. I wolf. So, do you remember? Nobody would be nice. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember, like, the whole deal was, like, you, you go minimal on the on the frosting for the first cookies. And oh, then at yeah. the end, then it's like, now we're going deep. It's Frost City at the end. Yeah. yeah. I told this story before, but it's it's funny, so I'll tell it again. I, I the very first lunchable I ever had as a kid, mm-hmm. I just assumed that you put in two crackers because it's a sandwich, right? And obviously didn't bother to count anything or look at the amounts. Yeah. Ran out of crackers. Ran out of crackers, yeah. and so it's like, well, damn. Yeah, <laughs> I've got turkey and cheese left. I I was also because I'm a fat kid. I was also like a really big fan of just like doing minimal cookie with frosting, and then just having enough left over where I just dip my finger in there. Straight up frosting. Straight up frosting. Straight frosting. Straight frosting. Big Chuck knows what I'm talking about, that fat son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Good Lord, man. You're just throwing balls of fire at people. But seriously, Big Chuck sucks. (laughs) Tim, too. (laughs) Yeah. Tim, no. Tim's the type of guy who'd be like, I don't want the frosting. Just give me the cookies. Probably. You dry sack of shit. I mean... Like, okay, I don't know Tim at all, but he's friends with Big Chuck, so that's like 10 strikes. Right. Like, you're out, pal. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. Well, yeah. The, the only people who can tolerate Big Chuck are the type of guys who are, like, so far opposite of Big Chuck, you know, that they think it's, like, almost like a charity case. Okay. I you know, that. and Big Chuck's going to respond to this and be like, that's fair, <laughs> you know, because that's what he does. Real athlete. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, we've got some wrestling talk. We got quite a bit of wrestling talk, so why do you say we dive into it here? Let's do it. Well, here I am again, talking a little pro wrestling while Breaker and Bay take a little break, cracking them, buying energies. Listen to me, you two sons of bitches. Get ready to talk wrestling. Stone Cold out. Oh, hell yeah. Thanks, Stone Cold. Shout out Stone Cold. Well, during that little break ski, we actually uh, we dove into the Dunkaroos there a little bit. Yeah, and my goodness. They were pretty good, weren't they? They were so good. They were a lot better than I remember. I kind of wish we could just stop podcasting so I could eat them. Yeah, screw Big Chuck. We're, gonna, yeah. we're just going to eat. <laughs> a lot of wrestling topics here, uh, Big Underscore Bane. How about, uh, this is the first thing I want to talk about because I thought it was so interesting. So Impact Plus, the streaming service, excuse me, I was looking into that and I realized... If you subscribe to that, you get all the NWA TNA pay-per-views, mm-hmm. which were the weekly pay-per-views from 2002 to 2004, basically the inception of what TNA was, which was a weekly two-hour pay-per-view. They cost 10 bucks a month or a week. Yeah. Um, I remember when those hit, and I had talked to you about them. You actually said you ordered quite a few of them. Yeah, yeah. For about, I mean, I say quite a few. I mean, it, was, it feels like it was about a month, maybe a month and a half straight before my mom was like, all right. Stop. Basically, mm-hmm. when you got the cable bill the next month. And, right. Yeah. Well, I remember my dad, he would always, like, when I would order one, like a pay-per-view, I'd give him, like, the 30 bucks. Yeah. But if the cable bill comes, it's like, he didn't have that money anymore. Now it's like, oh, God. You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a different feeling, sir. So, um, I, I watched the first two TNA pay-per-views, NWA TNA pay-per-views. Um, didn't really know what to expect, because I watched the very first one. Mm-hmm. And I never watched number two, but... I started watching a little bit of number three. My overall take is that it's not horrible, but there's a lot of it that doesn't age well. Yeah. Um, but it is interesting to go back and watch wrestling I've never seen before. Oh, yeah. Um, the, the the pay-per-view concept maybe wasn't the worst idea, but I, I feel like it was. It would have been a lot better if it was years later. Because, I mean, not many people can do a weekly pay-per-view. Yeah, and that's that was it was kind of a smart idea because they probably did that because they didn't have a network. Right. And and so just like hey we're still going to do weekly shows but it's going to be on pay per view so it's not necessarily a bad idea and when you know you brought it up uh, yesterday when we were recording energy shots that like realistically that's forty bucks a month which is essentially a pay per view anyway right so it's really not that bad and if they're running four shows a month and you kind of you're kind of getting your money's worth and they're also they were two hour shows but that's no commercials so right it's a little bit longer than like what Monday Night Raw was at the time and. Overall, like some of what I'm seeing is pretty good. Like I said, a lot of it does not age well, but I think that's kind of par for the course. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's interesting. I, I do, I do enjoy watching wrestling I've never seen sometimes. Oh yeah. You know, so I think that's because I, I think my entire time when TNA was around, I ordered like three of the pay per views. Yeah. And they were like huge spans in between. So yeah, I saw very very few of them. So I will say this: there was a the very first show. There's this match. It was the Gauntlet for the Gold. And the winner was the new NWA World Champion. Okay. Do you know who was in that match? Who? A guy named Del Rios. Do you know who that is? No. That is Fantasio. Is it really? Yes. And he looked just like Scott Steiner. What? Yes. No kidding. Yeah. And um, I looked him up. That was Fantasio. I'll be damned. He was, looked like Scott Steiner. And that match he did, yeah. How crazy. I, I always thought that dude was like Mexican or something. Right, I know. Very, very strange. Like it was kind of like a match. Like they were trying to put a bunch of like recognizable names. Like Rick Steiner was in it, and okay. um, Conan was in it, and Buff Bagwell, and people like that that you would kind of expect to be like Ken Shamrock, Scott Hall. Shamrock actually won it, 
And they had a few random unknown guys, and Del Rios was one of them. I was like, who the hell is Del Rios? Yeah. Fantasio. I'll be damned. Yeah, so that part of it's kind of interesting, I think, seeing some stuff that I've never seen before. And I remember uh, early NWA TNA, they did a good job of surprise people showing up. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, like I remember one week I heard the Road Warriors showed up. I'm like, oh, that's really cool. Yeah. But then it's like, well, why wouldn't you advertise the Road Warriors? Because I would have probably bought that. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's a very, I don't know, very weird business strategy for sure. It is definitely. Uh, AEW presented full gear this past weekend. I watched the pay-per-view. I thought it was actually probably their best pay-per-view they put on thus far. Really good show. But coming out of that, we also got word that I was actually, it was in my notes that Cody Rhodes might be getting the Rhodes name back, but they actually announced that at full gear he is now Cody Rhodes. Yes, um, I'm. That's cool. You know, like yeah. it, it's been so long just as the American Nightmare Cody, but it's cool that he's Cody Rhodes again. Yeah, and because Cody always reminded me of like Street Fighter, or Final Fight, or whatever that right, right, Cody right. was that was in, in in those games, and and so for him to actually get his full name back, it's it's pretty pretty amazing. Yeah, I get that. Like that's not. Like the real name, the the shoot name or whatever, but like it's that Rhodes, it's it's important, you know. Well, the fact that his wife and his brother can use it and he couldn't, that's stupid. Yeah, and it, you know, it was just a big like f you the whole time, and you know, I think COVID put things into perspective for him. And well, why spend money on something that doesn't matter? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Big, big time. Um, did you get a chance to watch Full Gear? Uh, no, I I have literally only watched the first match. Yeah. Well, I I recommend it. I know I know you have you have the ability to watch it, so I would. It's it's very very good. Although Travis Fowler, I recorded some stuff with him a couple days ago. He hit me with some news that I was not aware of. Apparently, you know, FTR lost the tag titles to the Young Bucks, and mm-hmm. that match was very very good. I can't recommend it enough. I mean, as far as a tag title match, it was you know awesome. Apparently, FTR are now uh, done with AEW. Kind of strange. It is. Um, apparently there's some talk that they wanted to go other places. I imagine New Japan is one of them. And, you know, it sucks that they're leaving, but I kind of get it. Like, mm-hmm. okay, you want to go explore other options? And that doesn't mean they won't come back, though. Well, and also, too, they did what they wanted to do. You right. know, the the whole thing when they were in WWE was like, 2020, we're going to wrestle the Young Bucks. And they did it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, maybe now they set a new goal and go do something else. Yeah. I yeah. think, I honestly, I think the more they travel the more value their name has. Right. That's that's really all it amounts to. So I, I think good on them for trying trying other places. Yeah, and uh, that's what Travis told me. I guess he said they actually just signed a short-term deal. I yeah. was like, oh, God, I had no idea. That kind of makes sense, though. But, you know, I think it's interesting. I'm wondering if, like, they'll still get, like, action figures and stuff or what that deal consists of because I don't know. But yeah. Kind of crazy. But I know that they had expressed interest in Impact and New Japan and Ring of Honor and probably NWA if it starts back up. So I could see them showing up in all those places. NWA I've always thought was a good fit for them. Um, I don't really know who's who's there to wrestle an impact because I don't watch it very much. Um, but, you know, NWA and New Japan, I think it would be great for them. Absolutely. I'd like to see them wrestle a, a god, G-O-D, what a Gorillas of Destiny. Gorillas of Destiny, absolutely. I know that they had actually expressed expressed interest in wrestling uh, Juice Robinson and David Finley as okay. well, so um, I could see that also happening. Uh, the Undertaker has been announced for the Survivor Series as like the farewell to the Undertaker. Mm-hmm. So I would imagine this is I don't is this like his official send off? What do you think? I they they do Undertaker so weird that it's almost one of those things where. You would like to think it's just a nice send off, 
Right. But you almost think it's setting up for mania. <laughs> right. You know, and it's and so it's one of those things where like I just I don't know have no clue what what's going on. I mean, I I would be totally cool with just a regular old send-off and that's cuz it makes sense cuz that's where he debuted. So I And it's I, exactly 30 years. Yeah, and so it makes sense, but um you legit never know with them. I mean, it, it literally could be the year that, you know, you see Sting walk out and face-to-face with him or some shit, you know? Who knows? That's a very good point. I actually hadn't thought of that. But I I feel like with WWE, they need to quit trying to capture the lightning in the bottle. Yes. Like, you got it. You got it. Like, let, let it be. Eventually, it's not going to work. Right. So that that's kind of an interesting thing, but I'm sure everyone will, will tune in. They're doing a lot of documentary stuff with The Undertaker on the network right now, which is mm-hmm. cool. I actually started watching a little bit of that Paul Bearer documentary last night, The Mortician. Oh, is that on the network? It is. I yeah. haven't watched. I haven't turned on the network in so long. Yeah, yeah. It was it was pretty good too. And you know, I know Paul Bearer's got an interesting story. So there's mm-hmm. there's a lot on the network to to check out this month for sure. Also announced WWE Undefeated, a new mobile game, a new WWE mobile game. Mm-hmm. What do you think, man? Like, it hasn't been a, there's hasn't been a good one in a while, right? Mm-hmm. Probably since Immortals, from my can my recollection. Yeah, I mean, I still play SuperCard. Um, I'm not as into it as I used to be, but I still still play it. Um, that one to me is probably the best one that they've gotten, that they've had. They've tried different things. They tried um, the little match three game. I think that's like a. I think it's called Mayhem or whatever. No, Mayhem's just like the new version of Immortals, where it's like in a in an actual ring and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but then there's like a match three game too. WWE Champions, that's what that one's called. And and they're they're still running, but they're just they're not my cup of tea. So we'll we'll see how this goes. I don't know what Undefeated's gonna be like, but um I don't know. I'll, I'm I'm sure just like all the other ones, I'll download it just to check it out. That's kind of the way it goes, right? You download it, you check it out, and you're like, eh. <laughs> yeah, most most mobile games are like that. I only keep Supercard around just because it's it like it's constantly updating and, and getting new stuff. So like that's right. it. It doesn't really seem to ever get monotonous to me. You right. Know? A lot of these other games is just like the same thing over and over. I think that's kind of the problem with it, though, because it's the same thing, and mm-hmm. you know, like Immortals and Injustice, that, that were kind of like the same game, so it was fun. Right. Then after a while, it's like yeah, and then they just kind of go away. Well, and what kept Immortals, Immortals and Injustice so intriguing for the while, for a while, and this is why Supercard is still intriguing, is because they're constantly adding new things. Yeah. Like Injustice and Immortals, there for a while, it was like a new character, like every week, I think it was, or like a new uh, skin of the character. You mm-hmm. know, it was like, ooh, I got to get that. You know, ooh, a Luchador Bane. You know? Right. Yeah. Not you, the 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 powerful Bane. Right. The <laughs> the one you're actually afraid of. Yes. Yeah. The back breaking um, Bane. Yes. Um, but yeah, that was that was what made those games fun. But then, of course, they stopped updating them and things like that. And right. now you can't even download Immortals anymore. I know, and that's what sucks about it. Because like, if you spend all that time like buying characters <laughs> and, and stuff, money, yeah. <laughs> well, I remember there was actually a uh, Hulk Hogan update. Yes, on Immortals around the time all that controversy happened. It was like right before I thought. And then they take all the characters off. Mm-hmm. I was like, because I was like, man, I wonder if you'd have bought them if you'd have got to keep them. Yeah. Because if, if they took them off after you bought them, I'd have been so mad. Oh, I know. Yeah. I was like, what the crap? Yep. Well, why do you say uh, we uh, we dive into a little bit of toy talk here? Let's do it. Here we go. Open the box. It's the part of the show. We'll break your remainder. We'll a bit of toy talk. Here we 
open the box, it's the part of the show We'll break a remain, do a bit of toy talk all right, well, Big Underscore Bane, this past week, uh, a lot of new Mattel, Mattel reveals from Ringside Fest, um, including uh, some new Ultimate Edition and Elite figures and things like that. So I'm going to pull up Ringside Collectibles and kind of go through some of the stuff that has been revealed. Um, also, too, man, um, still no Brian Pillman to match that stunning Steve Austin. So that's very disappointing to me. It's a damn shame. It is a damn, damn shame. Um I'm trying to think of ones I want to go through here. How about the Roddy Piper Mr. T 2-pack from the boxing match at WrestleMania 2? I still think this is probably one of the coolest sets of the year. I mean, just absolutely freaking incredible. I'm trying to, I'm trying to find it here. There we are. Um, I, they have the robes. They have, they have hands that are just the boxing gloves and regular hands. Yes. I think that's a super, super cool set. Yeah, I dig it. I like the fact that they're they're cashing in on Mr. T. I agreed. You yeah. know, I, I didn't I didn't care for it at first, but you know, it's it's cool because there's a lot of history there. I mean, I know he was only just in what two matches, right? And so it's I don't know. It's pretty cool to see him see him getting a little bit of shine here. Also, uh, proto pictures of uh, Elite eighty two Jerry the King Lawler. This is like from like. Probably 93, 94. Classic King robe. This is a great figure. And King doesn't get a ton of figures, oddly enough. So this is a fun one for sure. Yeah, I dig it. It reminds me of a... You might have just said this, that old old Raw look. Yes, yeah. You know, and back when he was like feuding with Bret Hart and things like that. Right, and, and we also have in Elite 82 a Keith Lee along with a Chase... Um, both of them come with a jacket, but it's a, a removable jacket in different colors. Uh, pretty cool. I, I dig the Keith Lee figure, and I like that it's also his NXT look. It's not his current look. Yeah, yeah, I dig that too. Um, and Keith I, Lee, they really captured him very, very well. They did. Even, um, even, even his midsection. I mean, they did a really good job, like not making him look too fat. You know, right? Well, as opposed, like back in the day with the Jax figures, yeah. like, hey, all the fat guys were the fat, fat guy. Right. It would have been like like way too fat. Right. Yeah. And so they did a good job of like, I, be, I bet you they had to like mold a whole new thing for him. Probably. Well, it's also too like the big guys, like he'd have the Brock Lesnar torso. And it's like, well, that's not right either. You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So he kind of, he, he has a very unique upper body. For, for sure. And so I, I, they did a great job of capturing that for sure. But that also makes him very toyetic in my opinion. Oh, yeah. We also see an Elite 83, a new updated edge from his current look along with a chase. Uh, it doesn't show a ring jacket. I imagine that'll come with it. But I, I dig that edge. I think it looks awesome. And I'm glad he's got an updated figure already. Yeah. Very, is that um, the, the kind of the gray and red. Very cool. Very cool look. Is that a, is one of those a chase? Yes, I think the dark tights is the chase. If okay, I remember, if I know if I remember correctly, uh, Dusty Rhodes is in that wave as well. Michael Hayes is a uh, an exclusive Elite eighty five. This is a fun one. We get Undertaker from the Boneyard match. Nice. That's a cool figure right there. It is a cool figure, and I actually really liked that look. I did too for him. So I, I liked how it kind of mixed the American Badass with the Dead Man a little bit. Yes, it was a little bit of both, which I thought was really really cool. Uh, Ultimate Edition. I'm not. I'm not. We haven't talked about these figures much. I'm not sure how you feel about them. They all have multiple heads, multiple hands. They're about thirty dollars retail, but they have a lot more accessories. And Ultimate Edition Nine, we're going to see a Stone Cold Steve Austin, which is pretty cool. But then there's also an uh, Ultimate Edition Nine, a Ric Flair in uh, the purple. But apparently, he's going to have a soft goods robes, soft goods robe as well. 
Great figures, but I mean, $30 price point's a lot. It is a lot. And I mean, I guess they are doing you right by giving you multiple multiple hands, multiple heads, um, which is great. But for me, I mean, I, I don't need it. Right. I think that's the issue. It's like, well, you don't need that. So um, the Ultimate Warrior ringside exclusive, it's going to be his WrestleMania 12 gear. Very, very cool figure. Love the uh, the artwork on that duster. I mean, just absolutely amazing. And Ultimate Warrior has always been a very toyetic figure in, him, in himself. So is that is that the WrestleMania where he um, who who did he wrestle? Was that, Triple H. That's the one where yeah he came back. Like, that was like that really weird comeback where he was back for like three months and then gone again. Yeah, because I remember like Lawler. I, I remember that specifically because Lawler was like, I heard he's bald and fat now, and yeah, <laughs> yeah. which was pretty. Pretty classic Lawler. Yeah. One more cool thing I want to talk about. The the Elite 81 exclusive, um, the collector's edition, is May Young. And I didn't really give that a whole lot of thought. But here's a cool thing for us. It lists her hometown as Sand Springs, Oklahoma, which is where we live now. Yes. That's a pretty cool thing because a lot of people don't know that May Young's from our hometown. Yeah, which uh, it's funny because I don't think I even remembered that she was from our hometown until after she passed. Right. Like, I don't think I knew about that until after she had passed. So I, I, had, was... I had heard that, but never really knew, like, specifics of it, you know? Yeah. And then you hear that, and you're like, oh, wow, that's really cool. Yeah. So lots of lots of cool toys coming out. So that's definitely stuff to keep your eye out for. Big underscore Bane, we got a WTF story. It's pretty wild, and uh, we got to get into it here. Let's do it. Well, in my world, the world of 10,000 lakes here in Minneapolis, Minnesota, where I am the governor, I see a lot of things that make you say WTF. A lot of things that make you go off the grid, from alien invasions at Area 51 to all kind of conspiracy theories. I'm the governor, this is Breaker and Bane's Power Hour, and these are things that make you say WTF. Back to you, Gino Monsoon. Thanks, Governor. Shout out to the Gov. Well, Big Underscore Bane, I, I feel like it was not that long ago we sat here and discussed the uh, guy that tried to, or he did, but he busted into uh, Sonia Deville's home. Yep. And obviously with bad intentions, it didn't work out in his favor, of course, but um, you think about that and you think like, man, what a crazy dude. Yeah. And it doesn't seem like a thing that would happen again. Yeah. Until this week when uh, Paige, her home, was... Invaded by a guy. Luckily, it, her boyfriend was there and apprehended the guy until the police arrived. Like, seriously, what in the crap? Yeah, man. Uh, one of these days, somebody's going to get shot for doing that. I'm surprised he wasn't shot. Yeah. I mean, it... Apparently, I, he was sending stuff in the mail, too. Flowers, crap like that. That's just... That's insane. Like, you... I don't know. It just... Just really, really bizarre, and I don't, I don't get that mindset. It's just you're lucky you didn't get shot. It to me, and I understand that sometimes people view celebrities differently, but like, if a celebrity moved in next door to you, like, leave him alone. I, I don't, I, I don't know. Like, I don't understand how, how people have that, and the, I don't even think this guy lived near them. I don't know that, but if you found out where a celebrity lived, like, you don't go knock on his door. Yeah. I don't know. That's so weird to me. And, I mean, you wouldn't just do that to Joe Blow down the street. So why would right. you do it to a celebrity? Right. Like, it's just not, it just doesn't make any sense. I mean, you, you have to be legitimately out of your mind to think that that's okay. Unfortunately, that seems to be the case. And that's not good at all. 
I don't know. No. So I don't really know a whole lot more details of this guy other than he was apprehended and arrested and everything like that. But good. Yeah, I mean, it's just. I don't know if you ever feel like, man, I really think me and Paige could work if only she would respond to my tweets. Right. Probably ain't gonna happen, dude. Like, definitely don't no. show up at her house. No, I mean, yeah, that's just. If if you had a chance before, you definitely didn't. No. When you get into her house, right? Yeah, that yeah, that's <laughs> over at this point. Yeah, she's not gonna be like, wow, I really I really enjoyed all those chocolates you sent me. Thank right. you so much. Yeah. Oh, and thanks for breaking down my door. Yeah, yeah, you're so strong and yeah. nice. Yeah, Jeez. ridiculous. <laughs> Well, uh, what do you say we uh, we take a break here? We get my dad back on for part two, and then we'll be back to close it up. Sounds good. It's time for the interview segment on Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back here. It is part two with my dad, Scott Collins. And last week, uh, we kind of discussed early days of martial arts and teaching martial arts and um, kind of working your way up through the ranks, which you know, back which was way back in the day. Mm-hmm. One thing we got to touch on is how different martial arts is now from where it used to be. Because I know you've always been very mindful of tradition and making, like you said last week, you're doing a disservice to someone to give someone a belt that they didn't earn. It's 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 not fair. Right. I'll be honest with you. Because if, if you give someone... We had a kid come to our class. Hadn't been there in a while. And I said, well, what belt are you? He goes, yellow belt. I wasn't sure until he went out and tried to work out. Obviously, he wasn't a yellow belt because he couldn't do it. Right. So you can't buffalo your way through that. Well, it's like you can't do the stuff. Clearly, you're not. Well, he not. didn't even know the stuff. He didn't right. know he was talking. I said, you had it before? And he goes, I don't know. And I said, well, that's a no because you don't know. You know. Right. So you can't, you can't just buffalo through that. You have to at least have seen it. You might right. be rusty on it, but you at least know it. And, and that's the thing is if it had been five, ten years, like, well, I, you know, this is where, I, like, that's one thing. But this was a young kid who hadn't been there in a few months. No, he, he pretty worked obvious. out pretty sporadic to start with. And he was just, for some reason, I think he was maybe a little discouraged that he hadn't got the test for Yellow Belt, but he just hadn't gotten ready yet, you know. And that's the thing is, like, I wouldn't want to put someone up for a test that they weren't ready for. Because that's not fair to them either. The test is not designed to flunk them. The test is designed to basically showcase what they've got. Yeah. And just to kind of solidify the fact that I'm here, you know. And uh, and a test, the the stress of going through a test. How many people have we seen freak out before Everybody test? freaks out. Everybody does something they've never done in their life. So our black belt test is designed to completely wear you out. And you know, the last thing you have to do is 22-minute fights. In a row, there's no break, there's no water. And we try to have a fresh competitor that jumps right in. and you bow, So you might have a 10-second break and the next fight starts. Right. And you're going to hit your wall. Everyone does. And that's what it's designed to do. And how many people have you met? Like, well, I didn't eat anything today. I just had to drink an Everybody drink. changes their whole routine to something. Well, one black belt. He decided to fast all day. I thought, yeah. that's probably not going to help. <laughs> and then he drinks two five-hour energy shots prior to the test. I'm lucky to have a heart attack. Right, and yeah. He did but great. It, but it's nerves. But it's nerves because you're trying to... And then my daughter was so nervous, she practiced two hours prior to the test and wore all the skin off her feet. Right. I'm like, well, you know, you'd be better off at this point. If you're not ready, it's too late. Sure. You know, because it's it's a very involved test, and you can't have a bad day. You've well, got to have be on top of it. It's almost kind of like cramming for a test and staying up all night and not getting sleep, you know. It's not going to help you. Right. You know? So, but, yeah, it's a, it's a good test. I'm like, and if you get through it, you've earned it. Sure. There's and, no denying that, right? And once you get your black belt, it's the weirdest thing. Once you've 
went through the test, you've survived the test, you've passed it, you can drop out for three or four years and come back and you'll be right there where you was at. Yeah. Once you've reached that level, it stays with you. Right. And and it's such an interesting thing to see, like, you know, just since I've been back, so many people who've, because I've seen people who've started now white belts and I've been there when they tested for black. Like, it's such a crazy thing. And you forget where they started from. Yeah. Sometimes. And I'll, I'll see pictures of some of the kids we have who are seven or eight years old, and now they're young men. And they're incredible young men. Yeah. And now very talented. Yeah. It, it's it's really cool. And I think, to me, like it, seeing the confidence in these kids, and like, you know, I was bringing up other schools, and I don't want to knock any other school necessarily, but, you know, you've seen videos and stuff where it's like, it's playtime. And I'm like... And I've had people call and ask me, they said, well, what do you do for the little kids? I said, we work out. Well, what kind of games do you play? Do you play said, tag and dodgeball? I said, no, I don't play dodgeball and tag. It's, it's a karate class. You know, otherwise... Do you think people want that, though? Because, I mean, why, why, why would I they I think they it? want it for babysitting. Sure. And and that's fine, and there's nothing wrong with that, I guess. But, but our class, you don't learn anything. But at the end of the day, I wouldn't want a kid to think he's a green belt and not have a clue what he's doing. Well, he'll be overconfident, and, and he'll get hurt. That's what will happen. Right. And also... The humbling effect of having to earn something, yeah, you know, to work for it and actually have to get there, and 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 you know you've earned it. Sure, I feel like that gives you a different perspective on it. And the ones I think that maybe didn't earn it, I think sometimes that's the ones that are a little bit overconfident, you know. And I've talked to you before. I was like, typically in wrestling, if I meet a guy who I don't know, but it's like he's got a good look, he can wrestle, he he's got a lot of skills. He's usually pretty humble. It's the guy's. He's that, got nothing to prove. Right. And and if you say, hey, jump in the ring with him, let's see what you, what you it got. It makes no difference to you. Like, sure, there. no problem. Absolutely. Whatever you want to do. It's the ones that can't do it that always have an issue. Well, they have nine times and there's a problem and it's. Oh, my knee's kind of hurting today, you know? <laughs> and, that, and that's typical. That's typical. And, and any of our students, any of our black belts could go to any school out there, walk in, and they would recognize him as a black belt. Sure. There would be no question. Right. And if there is a question, then we didn't do it right. Sure. Simple as that. So that, that's on us if they're not prepared. I know. I agree with that. Um, one thing, too, I want to I touch on. As you progressed and got your black belt, and um, I don't even know if you were a black belt yet, but you actually got into some full contact karate fights. It was brand new. It was just starting out. The first. What year is this? 76 was the first year. That I'd even heard of any knockout fights. Point fighting was the thing, and you and you guys were there was a lot more contact in those days. When we point fought, it was full power to the body, full power to the head unless you knocked them out, then you got disqualified. Which I never understood that, but <laughs> groin was legal. <laughs> so if the guy gets a glass jaw, you're probably gonna get disqualified. You get disqualified, but at least you knocked him out. So right, and and, uh, and sparring gear had just started getting introduced, 72, 73. So I came in right after the gear. And uh, groin was legal. You could foot sweep. You could stomp on the ground. You could actually punch him on the ground. This is going to sound so archaic to people who don't don't understand. And that, that was just a normal workout. I mean, but I mean, I've judged a tournament one time where a kid had a face shield, and the kid threw a, a legal shot, but the kid turned and it hit his face. But he had a shield on. They're like, oh, that's face contact. And I'm like, or kid can't reach his face. He's got a shield. It, on. It, I don't know. Like that didn't make any sense to me. And I and I think that's just the school of thought of where we kind of come from. It's like, wait a minute. The rule know? of thumb back then: if you hit them in the face and they bleed, you lose point. Sure. That but could mean a tooth sticking through your lip, but but right. if you bleed, you know. 
And I've seen nose broken. I saw one guy swallow his mouthpiece, got hit so hard. Yeah. So it, every kid that we have in class that chews on that mouthpiece, I always tell them that they're like, <laughs> really? I'm like, it can happen. Yeah, it, it can, can happen. happen. You and and honestly, bite down on that thing. You know, and I know that the, everybody has the same story, but back in my day, and everybody feels that way. I feel like martial arts has only evolved. Sure. You know, with MMA, that's, I mean, that's every aspect of the fight game in one. It's its, its own art. It's blended into its own art. And uh, so, but the point fighting, which that's all there was. Sure. You know, it was just different. And then, Which, I mean, you know, it was going to transition to Cobra Kai, but that's kind of what they're doing. It's not far tur- off. In that tournament. You know, that tournament is pretty similar. And, and, uh, and what's funny is, like, in that show, he's thinking old school, but, like, everyone's all like, you know, like, oh, you can't do that anymore, Sensei, you know, because, like, times have changed. He's like, what? But he's like, I'm tired of all these fake diseases like peanut allergies and, you know. And that is so, <laughs> oh, my gosh, that, that's not far off. Right. You know? And, and, you know, some things are changed for the better, but then some things are like, eh, I don't know. It, it's it's a little more politically correct than it was. Sure. And it's it's a softer workout than it was, especially for beginners. They would weed them out right. back then. I mean, that, we, we had to do leg lifts and all kinds of calisthenics with our first workout. Knuckle that, push-ups for the men. And nobody, we've had people get them walk off from them. <laughs> sure. And, uh, and nowadays you just, it's not that hard. Right. You know, and all classes, mine included, it's just not like it was, you know. But you would have people that would probably quit. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know, good, bad, or indifferent, it just changed to that point a little bit. We still have great people out there. Don't oh, absolutely. Wrong, you yeah. know, and I feel like some phenomenal fighters, you know. The rules are different. And then, But you originally asked about the, the contact fighting. Right. My first introduction to that, there was a, a black belt in the Tulsa area named Vance McNeil. And he had uh, actually, my my instructor had told me I was a purple belt at the time. I was a I was a green belt. I take that back. Vance was going to put together a knockout karate match show. So he was going to he was he was so he's kind of an innovator then in a way. He was getting it was just starting talk about it, but he was going to do a fight. It was at one of the high schools in Tulsa. He had came over to the dojo that night and he had signed me up. I was going to fight uh, one of his purple belts. We were green and purple. And I met the guy and all that, and basically it was just pairing up fights. And I think everybody had like a three-round bout, and it was not, wasn't even in a ring. It was just going to be like on a wrestling mat or whatever at a high school. Anyway, so this was the first first time, and I'd been working out every night, and my instructor knew I was up for whatever, you know. Anyway, well, you couldn't prepare for that in a week, right? I mean, not something like that. If you're not working out all the time, you don't need to do it. So, right. So he leaves. That night, I'm out here sparring, and I break my leg sparring. Oh, that, I didn't realize it was that night. It was the night we set the fight up. <laughs> oh, no. I, me and, and another guy did roundhouse kicks. We hit, and this guy... Our shin bone, right? Hit our shin bones. No shin guards. Yeah. And I'm 135 pounds, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. This guy's like 220 and 30 years old, and he's like kicking a telephone pole, so it snapped my shin. Anyway, so I didn't get the fight. So anyway, so I'm, I'm out of circulation in a few months. I get back into it. And then the pro fights are started. They had a pro karate team that started in Tulsa. Dale Cook set that all up. And I remember seeing that. And he still promotes. To this oh, day. he still promotes. He's 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 a huge promoter around here, and and he's definitely the pioneer that brought all that to the Midwest to this area. And he, uh, I remember a TV commercial that he had on, and it was promoting his upcoming fights. And Chuck Norris was. I thought, oh God, he's got Chuck Norris on there. That's awesome. But he had a pro team, so everybody was. I thought, man. That's what I want to do. I got to yeah. do that. So I told my instructor, and I said, I want, I want to do that. And I remember Mr. Longacre said, so you want to fight, knockout fight? I said, yes. 
So he got me out there. We put the gloves on, and he commits beating the daylights out of me to see if I could take it. It's a little bit different, right? I mean, it is The guy's different. trying to knock you out. When a guy's trying to knock you out, there's nobody stopping it. There's no breaks. And you go to, you either knock him out or get knocked out. Right. And so they said, if you want to fight, start training. And if something comes up. So I had no indication when or where, but I was training four nights a week for a fight. And first fight came up. And it was my sophomore year of high school, beginning of the year, I think in September. And I fought another kid. We're both, I'm 17, he's about 16. We're both purple belts. And we were the first fight of the night. And this was at the Tulsa Convention Center, main arena. And uh, anyway, this has got to be like, I mean, I know like when I was wrestling, there's always, I wouldn't say I got nervous, but there's always nerves, right? I had no idea what to expect. Right. I had never fought in an arena like that. It's usually a tournament setting with everybody. It's a fighting. gym, right? It's a gym, and there's the hundred. There's rings. six rings going right. Yeah. This is it. We're the first five of the night, and so we go out, and uh, he's in the ring when I get there, and all I remember was just I ran across the ring. I was so geared up, and he hit me and friggin' splattered my nose, knocked my head back, and I was fine. I mean, it just I got that one shot out of the way, and then I just was, I was just relaxed at that point. That shot to the nose really, believe it or not, made me feel better. It really yeah. loosened me up. And I had him in his corner. His trainer was telling him what to do, and I was listening to his trainer. <laughs> I, I could hear him playing his day. Yeah. And he'd say, watch out for this, and I'd throw it because I knew he was. I knew what he was open for because he was telling him. Yeah. Anyway, I ended up winning with a knockout. Nice. What did you knock him out with? I, I uh, got him. He leaned over. I front kicked him in the face and then hit him over with a right when he stood up. And... And he went down. I had a standing eight count. And back then, you could do hip throws. Oh, really? I actually got him with a hip throw. This is almost, almost UFC in a way, right? It's it's still... I mean, there's no ground fighting. There's but no you ground can do fighting. Hips and stuff like and we're also not fighting with boxing gloves. We got sparring gear. Which is a huge difference. And everybody had sparring gear that was worn out in duct tape. So, we, you know, it's not sparring. It's more right. like a bag glove. But Yeah. So... Anyway, we had a good fight. He was a friggin' tough opponent, and like I said, he splattered my nose everywhere. But it was the coolest thing I'd ever done. So what I, what was that like when it's done? Like we were just like, <sighs> like it had to be like an adrenaline dump. Oh gosh, it was huge. It was yeah. fun. It was fun. And it was just a great. It was just a fun experience. And uh, anyway, so I'm one and oh, 17 years old, and uh, the next. Okay, I was. I had trained probably about eight weeks for this. And very intense. So anyway, I get a phone call from my instructor, and he said, "Hey, uh, all the Tulsa guys are going to Dallas to fight, and they got a spot they need you to fill in." Come to find out, I think they had a guy lined up to fight. I'm not sure if I'm telling this right, but anyway, the guy they had to fight up there, he's a 21 year old black belt. You're 17. I'm a 17 year old purple belt. He's also trained by a guy by the name of Demetrius Havanis, who is a the middleweight number one contender in the world. So he comes from a pretty solid group. And uh, anyway, I get up there. Did you know this at the time? No, I didn't know that. Nobody <laughs> explained that to me. Yeah. And it was the same weight, you know. And uh, But I mean, 17 and, tw- you say 20 or 21? Looking up back on it now, that's huge. Oh, God, yeah. That's that huge. is just, that in itself, if we were the same rank. And a black Even belt, if you were 18, that's a big difference. It's 21, and he's a, he's a pretty seasoned black belt. And uh, so anyway, that week... I'm training. I, I did a two-round. I had a two-round second-round knockout the first fight. This is going to be a five-round bout. 
So I thought it. How long are the How long are the rounds? Two minute rounds. Two minute rounds. So I thought I'd just double my training. So I started running six miles a day. And <laughs> anyway, I ended up getting mono. Oh. So I I overtrained. I should have taken a week off, but. But again, you're also too. It's not, very early in the in this. No one really understood how to train properly. Right. You and know? you didn't probably didn't have a coach telling you this is what you need to do and stuff. I, I trained myself. They just told me to get in shape. You know, they would help me with the bag work and sparring, right. but, but the cardio was on me. So so I felt anyway, so I trained. I ended up getting extremely sick by midweek. So I go up to the fight anyway, and uh anyway, I, I get out there and I, I'm fight I fight with the guy. The only picture I ever had in a national magazine was him hit me. <laughs> <laughs> and course, and right. I have no idea where it's at, but it uh, it was a good. I, I remember seeing cameras all set up there, and uh, it was at the Bronco Bowl in Dallas, Texas. I'll never forget. And he was a tough opponent. We just met in the middle of the ring, and was just it was going great. And he ended up frigging just. They finally called the fight because I just couldn't defend myself with him. Couldn't hang with him. How many rounds did you go? We ended up going two or three rounds, I think. But he just pretty much they called it a TKO because he just kept knocking me down, mm-hmm. and uh, and he was just. The real deal. He was all there. After the fight, he came to the dressing room. He said, what rank are you? And I said, purple belt. He goes, you friggin' got to be kidding me. He said, I'm sorry. Because he didn't realize. He didn't realize. He goes, how old are you? I said, 17. And he was mad. Yeah. But he. But that's a lot of respect from a guy like that. He's you know? a cool guy. He respected the fact I got out there. He said, man, that's that's a lot of gap. To Absolutely. Fill in. So, but that's, that's hindsight, you know. And uh, anyway. That being said, that was and, and you know how promoters are. There, there sometimes there could be slime balls, and they just they just need a body. You know, the bottom line was someone bailed out of the fight and they needed someone there. Right, and I just had to be dumb enough to take it. So <laughs> that, that's what happened on that one. Yeah, that's 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 pretty wild. Now, what do you think? Like, if if this had been the '90s and UFC had kind of become a thing, because you even told me when you at that age when you kind of decided to step away from the full contact fighting. Like, there was nowhere to go, right? I met a guy. I was actually running a corner for a guy at one of the local fights here in Tulsa. ESPN had the PKA, Professional Kickboxing Association, fights on, on Channel 26 on ESPN all the time. And this guy was out of, I believe, Rhode Island. I'd seen him fight before. He was in the top 10 of the world. Right. I'm not sure where his standings were. Dale Cook and he were, like, fighting for the next step up. One of them would advance a little further in the ranks and maybe a title shot after that. So he was he's in the mix. Right. In the top ten in the world. And I'm in the dressing room with him and I'm getting another guy's hands taped up and I, I talked to him. I said, I got I got a question. He goes, What's that? I said, What kind of money? I said, you know, if I'm being too nosy, just tell me. He right. goes, Because these are amateur fights for you at this point, are they? Or well, these they, are pro fights. They're pro fights. Oh yeah. I mean you might get fifty bucks. It's a pretty big payday, you know. Well, if you can catch the promoter when it's over. <laughs> yeah. But a lot, got, a lot different than wrestling for sure. Oh uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> but he uh he looked at me, he goes, Man, I'm doing awesome on this one. He goes, I got fifteen hundred. And I'm sitting there, I said, fifteen hundred. He said, Of course I had to fly my girlfriend down here. They wouldn't cover her airfare, so I'll, I'll break even. I'm like, it, my whole world is shattered. I said, Reality check right there. Huh? He, I said, So you work? He goes, Well, yeah, I work. I want to pay my bills. Sure. He said, uh, did you think I was making like 500000 or something? He said, are you crazy? You see the crowd out there? Yeah. I mean, this is... No. And he had a 12-round fight. Wow. So he's getting you know, $110 a fight, a round or something like that. So he's yeah. like... <laughs> Big you know, money. I'm like, anyway, the dude was good. I mean, it was a great deal. But so the UFC has... has, has it's awesome because it's give these people 
who work so hard a chance to really make some money yeah and showcase their skills and I, there, there's a place to go with it and, and I think it's so it's so interesting but again you know 10 years before that like you said like even kickboxing probably wasn't as big oh, no. until UFC kind of because UFC's kind of made the fight PKA world was getting it on the map it, they had some good fights if you could get there and I have no clue what that would pay if it I don't know, you know. So, but it it was cool. Well, there's a difference between getting a payday and a career money. You know what I mean? Because it's well, never it's never the same. It's not the same. That's right. You got to make enough money to pay the doctor bills and have something left. So, I don't know about you, but I know like when I would wrestle, if I would a promoter would contact me and he would say, "Okay, well, I can bring in for this much," and I'm like, "Well, how about this much?" He's like, well, I'll meet you in the middle. And he drops the price by $10. And I'm like, really? Like, $10? I know. You know what I mean? It's like, is that it's so break petty. It's yeah. so petty. But, it's so, but that's just how it works. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, if I take it for that, it's literally going to still cost me money in gas. So I'll lose money on this deal. But it's it's that it's where that passion comes in, I guess, you know, because... You have to pay your dues. You have, yeah. to, you have to fight and do a lot of road time for nothing. Yeah. Because otherwise you never get the... You never get the background to really go further. You got to pay. You just got to... You got to earn your way up. It's just simple as that. And I get that. You know, a good friend of mine, incredible boxer, had an opportunity to turn pro, and this is probably 81. And there was a uh, world champion at Oklahoma City, Sean O'Grady, and his dad offered him an opportunity to move to Oklahoma City, pursue a career. And I, and I said, well, what would it pay? And he said, oh, it'd be a thousand bucks a round to start. I said, are you freaking kidding me? Wow. Five round fights. And this is 81. Huge money. So he got all the fights in Las Vegas. And he said, now, once you get past being a preliminary bout to being on the main card, there's a raise. Then once you get, of course, you have more rounds. Right. But but basically a thousand bucks a round to start. That's insane. Anyway, and he didn't do it because he didn't want to move to Oklahoma City because it was too far away. And I'm like, oh my gosh! I said, I, I pay, I pay to go fight. You <laughs> yeah. know, by the time I get done, it's you know. But that's just the way it was. You know, yeah. it's a different world. You know, and the, and the fight game I think is kind of ever changing. And you know, just I remember even seeing like you know we know a guy Thomas Longacre who was a part of the World Combat League. Oh yeah, he's that, that he, Chuck Norris absolutely, kinda, and that was incredible. That was awesome. and it was such a good idea, but it almost it came when the UFC timing was, was off. UFC was so hot, people were like, I don't care about kickboxing. If, w, if the World Combat League had been first, oh gosh. Because it was a cool concept. The concept was incredible. I mean, it was full tilt action, and, and you lost points for, for slowing down. For, yeah, passivity. Passivity, yeah, they'd lose points for that. So they these guys are going full speed from start to finish, and it was some of the best fights I've seen. And they had, like, the ring wasn't a ring, there was no ropes, no cage. But it kind of ovaled up. Yes. But they could actually kind of come off and jump off. Oh, yeah. They could use that to their advantage. And it, I Pretty thought it was cool some of the best fights I've ever seen. Yeah. It just, I think, timing, you know, funding. UFC's too big. You can't compete with it. Right. They're, they're, the, they're the show. I mean. Well, it's up until recently. I mean, what what's going to compete with WWE as far as wrestling is concerned, you know? Nobody. This AEW starting to do it. But even then, like. They're all trying to. They're all basically compared to that because that's what's out there, you know? Right. UFC is. is where it's at, everybody compares to that. So. Right, and it's just such a, it's such a dynamo in that industry that it's, oh, yeah. it's hard to compete with it. One, one more quick story. We got it. We got, I have to ask you about this because it's such a fun story. This actually happened when I was born. I wasn't there for some reason. You actually had a tournament fight. Um, I, it was probably in the early '90s with this guy that actually got a little heated. You know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, it got out of hand. It did. You weren't you weren't supposed to fight. I wasn't even fighting. I haven't competed in years. You know, I got kids. I just went. They, they was a, You're probably in your 30s at this point, right? I'm in my 30s. Kind of fat, stupid looking. I haven't done anything in a while. So we show up at a tournament. I don't know anybody, all the young guys, because I've been out of it. And uh, my instructor, 
goes, hey, how about you compete? I'm like, well, you know, I didn't even bring a gi. So I borrowed a friend of mine's gi, then his wife, her belt, which barely went around me, so I got her belt. Her on. name's Tiny. Her name's Tiny, and it had it on the end of the belt. She wrote her name on it. <laughs> so I'm out here. I did the forms competition, and then I go ahead and, and compete in fighting. The guy I'm competing with is a competitive, and actually a nationally ranked, I heard later, boxer and kickboxer. Never seen this guy in my life. Right. And I guess he had never seen me either, so we're, we don't know each other. And the fight starts, and I scored a point on him, and I guess it embarrassed him because everybody was expecting him to just. Well, kinda, if he's if he's nationally ranked, this is probably tune up. And he him, was right? fighting that night, right? A kickboxing match. Well, he was supposed to, but we don't know if he did. Anyway, <laughs> I scored the point, and in a point match, point score, judges yell break. The fight stops. Mm-hmm. You go back to your starting marks, and they call the points. So I. Starting to go back, he grabs me around the head and tries to knee me in the face. It would have knocked my teeth out. I blocked it, but he was deliberately trying to hurt me. And, and that's the thing, too, is that even if he didn't hear the break, you can't do a knee to the face in a point match. Either way, you can't do that. And he heard the break. We'd, sure. already stopped, we'd already stopped our clash. Right. I'm advancing back, and then he grabbed me. Anyway, oh my God! This kind of goes back to what we talked about earlier about bad attitude, right? Bad attitude. That's all. I, I, it's just, what if he had a succeeded and knocked my teeth out? Right. What if he'd have broke my jaw or done brain damage? I mean, he right. he could have seriously hurt me. Yeah. Thank goodness I blocked it, and I have never been that mad in my life. <laughs> Uh, my instructor. Well, mom describes it. She said you had this vein kind of just pop up in your head. Oh my she gosh! Said, she I, said she could just tell how pissed you were. I was. I was. It went from a point fight to this is a real fight. Well, like I, I think you know at times like you almost feel like you see red. You know, oh, you I just, did see red. There's yeah. no question. I was just it was on. You know, at that point I didn't care about winning the match. I'm just yeah. gonna hurt this guy. So the next clash, I grab him by the ponytail and just start beating on him. <laughs> they yelled break and I just kept beating on him. Yeah. And I grabbed his head, pulled him backwards and I'm dragging him because he can't, though he can't stand up. Well, it's like he's trying to step, but he can't get I'm dragging swing. him backwards and he can't stand up. So yeah. I'm just unloading with everything I've got. And I had blood all over my friend's gi and <laughs> and I just hung on and kept hitting him to the point that they, I made him pull me off. Well, and uh, you know, my uncle was there and he, he had described it to me. He said, when you punched him, when you when you busted it when when he was started bleeding, he said you could see a new dot every time you punched him, like a new a new blood dot would pop up on his face somewhere. Because anyway, I guess he's turning, obviously trying to avoid it. Every every official in black belt there jumped and grabbed me. Yeah, I had one on each arm, and they're pulling me off. My instructor's ever been a five foot three, and he grabs that guy. <laughs> and uh, anyway, so they break us up. And they say that, but anyway, they give me a reprimand, blah, 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 and I didn't, didn't say anything. They, Sign of the times. They would have just stopped that today. Right? Oh, they'd have to. You yeah. know? Anyway, they give him the point. And <laughs> Go for give, it. You take it, buddy. You take that point. Anyway, we clash again. I do the same thing. And you said his lips are inside out, right? We finally, we finished the two minutes, and I have never, I have never seriously been that mad. Yeah. I've never had anyone blatantly do that in a tournament. Yeah. I can understand accidentally getting a tooth knocked. That's going to happen. It's the a broken intent. nose. It's I mean, I know a good friend of yours. You actually caved in his cheekbone, Steve Lindley. We were working out together. It's a freak deal, and I kicked him, and it caved his cheek in. And I have never quit feeling bad about that. His, his I asked him about it one day. He goes, "Well, it was a great kick." You know, <laughs> that's what he told me. I said, "Oh my gosh," you know. And, and but, that, but that's but he knows it's not on purpose. It wasn't on purpose. The guy that beat me down in Dallas, he didn't do anything other than what he's supposed to do. Right. You know, there but was that's no, also you signed up for that. I this isn't a tournament, that. yeah. This was a 
freaking point tournament. I wasn't supposed to get beat to death out here. Right. Anyway, so that that being said, the fight continued in the same manner. Every clash, I just tried to kill him. I'm surprised they let it go that long. I'm shocked they did. I bet they didn't know what else to do. At the end of it, the guy's instructor came up to me, and we're standing there, and he said, you should be ashamed of yourself conducting yourself that way. And I said, you should be ashamed for turning him out. Yeah. I said, he's your responsibility. Right. And I looked at him. I said, how about we go to the parking lot and finish it? Yeah. Because I'm no, I'm really good. I'm good. I can already go some more. <laughs> and he's kind of looked at me, and both lips were inside out. <laughs> His nose is probably broken, I'm sure. He, I don't know. I hope so. I really don't know. <laughs> but it was just, if one of my black belts, number one, they wouldn't do that. But no. if one of them disrespected another opponent like, like that, I would go out there, and I'd stop that fight, and I would reprimand them in front of everybody. Yeah. There again, he, well, again, you haven't done your they job. They blamed me because I defended myself with it. Right. What I mean, but in, what else are you supposed to do? Because because if he had, even if you blocked that and didn't do anything, he's going to try to hurt you again. He was going to continue to yeah. try to. Then he's going to start, you know. And we weren't kickboxing. Right. We were point fighting, and and he would have. He was obviously trying to hurt me, and I don't know why. I I guess because I scored a point on him. It must have been. And uh, needless to say. One of my most memorable fights, you know, I lost on points, but it was a, it was yeah. a good fight. Yeah, well, I could only imagine what people were thinking just seeing that. The take crowd place. went crazy. Oh I mean, yeah, we, we we were the crowd favorite that day. I can tell you that. Anyway, I had to give my friend's gi back to him. He had blood all over it. I said, "Sorry about that." Well, that was Mr. Longacre. He goes, "He liked it." He he probably liked it. Yeah. Oh yeah. What's funny is years after that, I, you know, we would run into someone at a restaurant, and they would always bring up that fight. Like, I know that guy. And well, that guy used to work at Baker, right where I work now. Yeah. Steve and him called me up. They said, "Hey, do you know this guy?" And I said, "Yeah." And he goes, "He thought you pulled his ponytail out." And I said, well, "I tried to." <laughs> so I assume I pulled some hair out too. I don't. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 anyway, bad deal. It, uh, but when you're fighting, number one, it's emotional. Absolutely, it is. So you do have that emotion on there, but that's where the, I don't know, where you have to have a little bit of self control, some, some character and respect for the people you're fighting with, and nobody gets mad about a hard fight. Well, and I think also too, anytime a situation like that happens, you can also look back and be like, okay. Did I do what I should have done? Did I handle it right? And I think you did. I don't know what else you could have done there. I don't know. Honestly, I probably went too far with it. I was so mad. Yeah, but it's a blatant disrespect. Oh, it, it was as blatant as you could get. Yeah. The only thing, I mean, if he came up before the fight and just, well, the fight had stopped. So it was, it was you know, we were not actually, they called break. We were, I was advancing back to start over and he freaking grabbed me and, Tried to, I mean, he would have hurt me. He would have broke my nose and probably knocked my teeth out had I not blocked it. Yeah. And I guess that would have been okay, you know. So, that being said, you know, that's what I told the guy. I said, if that had been one of my black belts, I said, I would have stopped the fight and and took care of that. Right. And I said, instead, you're getting on to me. Yeah. You know, good night. It's, you know, all about perspectives, I guess. But, you know, you gave that guy a lifelong story. (laughs) Well, and then there's, there's a guy in Tulsa named Billy Briscoe. He is a Goju legend. Oh, he, yeah. The guy. I mean, he's he's. I, I grew up around him. Always scared to death of him. Just kind of has a. Just kind of has that air about him. You just don't want to mess with him. Super nice guy. Sure. Very quiet, low key. Nothing to prove because it's all there. It's all been proven. At a tournament, I'm fighting black belt. I'm probably 20, 21, and Mr. Briscoe's standing there, and I said, "Hey, Mr. Briscoe," and he goes, "Yeah." I said, "Would you mind warming me up?" And he looked at me. And his whole face changed. He takes his cowboy hat off. I thought, this is probably not going to go good. Yeah. 
Anyway, I'm fighting for my life over here. He's got cowboy boots on. Oh, yeah. I'm in gear. He's got boots on, and we're... Everybody quit watching the tournament, and they're watching me trying to survive over here because Billy Briscoe was beating the living daylights out of me. Long, I don't know how long we went. It felt like two days over there because I'm just... Right. I'm, 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 I mean, this is, you know, Akumate over here. I'm fighting for my <laughs> yeah. life. Anyway, we get... The first thing he does, he goes, give me a punch. And he said, I mean, you better freaking hit me. And so I just rocked his head as hard as I could. I thought, oh, no, you know. But he told me to, so I did it. Right. Anyway, we get done... He gets done beating on me, and then he starts showing me things. The guy has so much knowledge. Yeah, He's been all over the world. He's fought the world champion. I mean, he's been there. Anyway, I learned so much from him, and I think I gained a little respect from him because I, I survived it, you know, yeah. for one thing. But I'll never... And a guy, you know, and I've heard stories of this guy, obviously. Very, he, very tough individual. Oh, he's the guy. I mean, he just is. And when you're... When you're that, when you have that much credential and, you know, obviously a reputation, if you see a young kid who's like wanting that knowledge, he's going to test you a little bit. But once he feels like you're there, like he's obviously, he's show you some stuff. are you worthy? Right. You know, how bad do you want it? Because I'm sure he's seen so many. People, he's been all you know. over. Yeah. Later, we're at a tournament. Their guest, the guest of the tournament's Bill Superfoot Wallace. They had just retired. World renowned. Anyway, the only person in this whole auditorium he's even remotely acknowledges being alive is Billy Briscoe. Yeah. They're sitting in the corner talking. I'll walk in. Everybody's trying to get his attention. He's ignoring everybody. And Mr. Briscoe stood up, walked over. He said, hey, I want you to meet one of our young black belts. Shook hands with him. He said, well, I'm Bill Wallace. I said, well, I know who you are. You know. Yeah. Anyway, but that was pretty cool because he, they all know him. And I mean, I know even up until recently, maybe even still, he was always like he, the guy that they use in the century catalogs. Bill like Wallace, the, yeah, oh, like yeah, modeling the geese. I mean, and Bill Wallace is, yeah, he actually like ran, a sixty-five mile mile power like kick. Like he ran. actually, I saw that firsthand at, at that same tournament. He and Mr. Briscoe were coaching me fighting. Pretty, pretty awesome. Pretty incredible. Oh yeah. You know? Anyway, so we get ready to fight. It's a tournament. The head judge at that particular time was out of Oklahoma City. For whatever reason, he never liked me, and I don't really know why. And pretty much all the corner judges are from the same yeah. affiliate area. I'm fighting one of his black belts. And anyway, I, I sidekicked him and knocked him out of the ring, and they, they, they go, break. And, they, and, and Bill Wallace goes, good shot, and nobody called a point. And he looked around, and he goes, time out. And, and again, he's the guest of honor, right? He's the, the guest tournament. of honor. He's yeah. the reason people paid to come. Yeah. He looked around, and he, he goes, time out. He walked out. He looked at the head ref, and he goes, he bowed to him. He goes, you're out of here. And he goes, yes, sir, Mr. Wallace. And he looked at me and winked like, oh, yeah. How, how humiliating. Anyway, he goes, you know? let's call that point again. <laughs> and he goes, point. And everybody just followed him. Sure. After the fight, the guy goes, I'm glad he did that because that was a good kick. Yeah. But, again, not his call. It was what it was. Anyway, but. in between fights, Mr. Wallace stepped out and was showing me stuff, <laughs> which meant I was getting kicked in the head. You know, right. but. And I was like, okay, I don't see it, but I know what you're saying. Yeah. Again, like rush hour 20. Well, okay, hey, who, did you kick me? <laughs> but it was just one of those moments. It's like, wow. I mean, like, here, here is truly a living legend. A living legend. And uh, and then actually getting to hang out with him and get kicked by him. And, you know. It's pretty cool. And then and then like he told me, he said, do you know how crazy this guy is? I said, well, I don't know how tough he is. He's worked me over before. <laughs> and he said, yeah, he's, he's the real deal. That's that's cool. 
Yeah, I mean that to me that's the the cool thing as we wrap this up here. Like you've got to just experience so many different things in martial arts. Oh yeah, arts, it's you know? cool. And I've made some lifelong friends, and I truly feel like karate and martial arts in general it touches lives. And, and it, it improved. It helped me out tremendously. You know, we have one of our young black belts, Josh Medina. I'd like to mention here that his dad has told us he's like, I thought there was something wrong with that kid. And then I now you see him. It's like this kid could go. I mean, could he not go pro as a fighter? We got several that could go, pro. and he's just one. But right, so many. We we got so many that, and they and they say the same thing that it's been life changing for yeah. them. And I really feel like martial arts has been such a positive thing for me. I feel like it's been a positive thing for you. Absolutely, it has been for my daughter Ashton, and you can see it. Well, and then my niece and nephew, your grandkids, like, like and you can see that they're starting to kind of get into it, and yeah. you can see the change happening, and it's just. Uh, and we're not promoting violence or arrogance, but but it's confidence and 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 actually character. Mm-hmm. You know that's really what it's all about. And, uh, and well, you put on our T-shirts. You know, you wanted to say character, respect, honor, because that's what that is exactly what. I, without that, the rest of it doesn't matter. Absolutely, are you not a, a bad person with skills? You yeah, know? so and you don't want that. Definitely not what you want. But uh, but it's it's been a and I feel like the least we can do is share it with other people. Yeah, because because it does help. And I, to me, I, I've learned as I've gotten older now, like watching a young kid who maybe is a little awkward or that's the ones I love to work with. And then when they start to get it, and not only when they're getting it, it's like wow, that kid's got some power now. Like he can. Well, it all changed. Like how do you? That, that's such a cool thing to that, see. And it just uh, to see that progress, and then kind of that switch go off. Like wow, he's getting it. No, and, and they if they keep coming and they keep doing it, they will. Yeah, they just will. You know, and everybody's on a different timeline. But it's just being consistent and not giving up, and they'll get there. That's really cool. Well, Dad, I appreciate being on. This is fun. Hey, this has been cool. I've enjoyed it. And we're back. We're back. Uh, big thanks to my dad, Scott Collins, for being on the show. Um, a lot of fun talking with him. I hope everybody enjoyed it and hearing his his stories about the world of martial arts and stuff. Kind of a different take, but definitely mm-hmm. definitely fun. Uh, next week, uh, Jack Gamble's back on the show. Oh, boy. But it's going to be a little bit different, actually. His wife, Casey, is going to be joining him as well and kind of telling stories from her perspective okay. of being married to a pro wrestler. I dig that. So it might be kind of different. So I think everyone's going to dig it. And Does you know, she talk about the ball of fire that went into his face at any point? I don't remember. I don't think so. Man, how do you not talk about that? I know, right? God, that would have been... I, I really would have liked to have known what she thought about that. I, I wonder if she knew ahead of time. Like, she probably I'm did. I'm sure she did. Yeah. But... It looked a lot worse than it probably was. Oddly enough, like Michael Magnuson punched him very hard. Oh, no kidding? Like he had a black eye from it. Oh, God. And he was like, well, it's, it's a fire punch. It's got to be a good one. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you got, yeah, you're right. I mean, that's not a time to win. You dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boss's orders, fat boy. <laughs> oh, God. Well, uh, Big Underscore Bane, we are now past week five. Actually, now past week six of Power Hour Pro Wrestling, man. Yes. Uh, lots, lots happening in the world of PHPW. Yeah, we got. We only got a couple more weeks till uh, Turkey Takedown. Of course, we know at Turkey Takedown, the main event will be Jordan Zeilinger defending against Travis Fowler. Yes. Travis, you know, he, uh, he didn't quite do well in the tournament, but he came back and won a four-way elimination. Yep. Now he's a number one contender, man. Anything can happen. Anything can happen, and, and anything will happen. And I got to be honest, we uh, 
I do know for certain that this, I hopefully this isn't a spoiler, but I do know for certain that we have a surprise debut at Turkey Takedown. Yes, we do. So anything absolutely can happen. Absolutely. Yeah, I believe it's a mystery opponent for someone. Yes. Which we won't we won't dive too deep into it in case you have not seen the episodes yet. But we highly recommend checking it out. It's on uh, it's on YouTube. And I actually I did something a little bit different here. Um, in case anyone is looking for it or hasn't found it or whatever. Um, so I uh, I signed up for Linktree and I don't know I think I told you about this Bane and um, essentially when you sign up for Linktree you can link all of your stuff in one page. So my Linktree is linked to my Twitter and Instagram and what's cool about it is you can literally find everything that I have. So you can find all my t-shirt stores, the Redbubble store, and the link to Power Hour Pro Wrestling. So yeah, very cool thing. So if you're ever looking for it, bam, hit up my Instagram or Twitter. It's right there. Boomski. Uh, we also, I believe, saw on week six the debut of uh, The Predicament, Aaron Anders. Yes. He uh, he made his big debut. Um, anything else other like crazy happening on week six that I don't that I'm not I, remembering? Not that I can remember. Um. But it was, I mean, it was a good show. I mean, we're moving things along. We're getting things set up. This pay-per-view is going to be a fun one. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about this. It's going to be, it's going to be a good one and check it out. Keep, keep, keep track of it because the weeks leading up to it are just as fun. Absolutely. So we got a lot of cool stuff happening. I know we actually have a big debut this coming week too. Yes. So that'll be a lot of, a lot of, a lot of uh, roster members are uh, showing up in uh, power hour pro wrestling. They're popping up. Including uh, Chuckles the Clown. Yeah, well, he's not. He's not a big deal. Yeah, I don't know what the hell that was, but yeah, whatever. But uh, Travis Fowler beat him, which was good. Yeah, that's all that matters. That's all that matters. So check out Power Hour Pro Wrestling on YouTube. If you're a patron, you get it two days early on Tuesdays. That's right. Anything else you want to add before we get out of here, man? Uh, let's just close it up. Let's just yeah. close it on up, huh? Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll get to oh, oh, boy, we, we. Mention them in the plugs. Uh, yeah, I know where you're going. Yeah, that. yeah. Good lord, man. <laughs> so uh, let's uh, let's sh- uh, shout out some of our other podcast buddies. Of course, we got Fully Posable, the Wrestling Figure Podcast with Jeff and Scott. Great show, great dudes. Check them out. Wreck my podcast with Jordan Zeilinger and his buddies over there. Um, awesome show, super hilarious, varying topics, which I dig. So check out Wreck My Podcast, the uh, Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. Mm-hmm. Nice uh, retro look at pro wrestling. Highly recommend it. Doing the favor with Eric and Barry. Hilarious. Awesome. Check it out. Awesome stuff. Trivia with Buds with Ryan Buds. Um, new show every day. Super funny dude. We still need to get him in Power Hour Pro Wrestling at some point. Absolutely. Um, maybe like when we... I know we're not really taking new people right now, but once that's over, he like needs to be on that new crop. Yep. Yep. Once we fire Eric Barker. Of yeah. Course. Of course. Um, Ringside Rant with RJ. Check out his show. I think it drops every Wednesday. The Leisure and Larry, it's podcast with Ruthless Ryan Davidson. Drops a new show every Friday. Boots to the Face, I think they drop theirs on Monday. And then, of course, uh, our buddy Jason Wolf, awesome artist. Check him out, Art of Jason Wolf. And check out his podcast, Howling with the Wolf, wherever you get your podcast. Yeah. And then, obviously, check out Elite Eight Showdown with Big Chuck. Yeah, you know, Elite Eight effing showdown is about to just piss me off to my last straw. Whatever what? the hell that means. Piss you off to your last straw? It's about to happen. Okay, well, here we go. <laughs> I, and this episode hasn't even debuted yet, if I, if I remember right. I believe you are correct. Yeah, so you guys probably won't even know what I'm talking about, but I'm going to go ahead and give you a little bit of spoiler alert that particular 
episode where they're talking trash about me. They're talking trash about Outsiders Beard Co. Still. Well, it's because they're not Still. smart enough to know the difference between S and R. Which, let's be honest, they're not really by each other on a they're keyboard. They're not anywhere close on a keyboard. They're on the same half of the of the side of the keyboard. But, I mean, there's a good... If you're playing chess, I mean, it's it's a good... I mean, S is in, a, good, in, in home row. Right. I mean, if you you're remember right. back to typing yeah, class. Yeah, you, you know, if... They teach typing up there when they teach you how to make mole, you dumb some bitch. If you guys would have accidentally typed our ciders, I could understand. T and R butt up against each other, but outriders, what? I don't know what the hell you guys are doing. You you, you say that, you know, outriders is a better option. I don't know why the hell you would think that because you're an idiot. You're like the one of one person that I know who's ever heard of effing Warhammer. So I don't. I'm not catering to you jackasses over there. I mean, good Lord. Uh, and he, he he says that Outsiders is stuck back in the 90s because of the NWO. That's not what Outsiders Beard Co. was based off of, you dumb son of a bitch. Hypothetically speaking, of course, you're a dumb son of a bitch. Um, Outsiders Beard Co., we're from Oklahoma. I don't Unless you've been living under a rock or forgot... Outsiders had a huge movie back in the day called The Outsiders. Oddly enough, my dad was a uh, extra in that movie. Bingo. Two, I was in a hip-hop group known as The Outsiders. So, that's why it's called Outsiders Beard Coat. To pay homage to the movie, to pay homage to the group I was in, and maybe throw a little nod to Too Sweet. But that's it. You know what you should do? Here's what you should do to avoid confusion. Put that on your website. Oh, that's right. You did, you stupid idiot that doesn't know how to do research. Yeah. On the website, I talk about it. It's in the About Us section. If you go to the freaking website and click the About page, it gives you a history. And you talk about how it should be called Big Understore Bane's Beard Oil. No, because that's a stupid idea. I originally had this called Bane's Body Maintenance. And guess what? Nobody effing bought it because they didn't want to buy from a rapper. It's not going to help. So that's why I changed the name, you hypothetically dumb son of a bitch. Also, if you type in Outriders Beard Coat, it doesn't pop up because that's not the correct name. That's not the name. Just just so everyone's on and, the same page. And, and for some stupid reason, Charlie Shaw likes to bring up Arby's all the time when he's giving us hell. I don't know where that comes about. I think you and I have mentioned Arby's like one time on this show. Yeah, I, I haven't eaten Arby's in a while. I have eaten Arby's less times than he has mentioned Arby's this last month. Yeah. So I don't know why he thinks that we are just some Arby's fanatics over here, but it sounds like he's just got Arby's on the brain, you know, and, and he's wanting some, you know, beef and cheddars down his gullet. I, I, I don't know what the hell that's about. Well, let's, let's pause. What the hell is wrong with Arby's? You know? Well, there's nothing wrong with Arby's. I'm just saying I don't eat Arby's enough for him for that to be the thing. Yeah. You know, I mean, I eat I eat Charlie's chicken. If you want to bring up, tra- you don't even know what the hell that is, you dumb New Yorker. <laughs> it's regional. Yeah. <laughs> I eat Charlie's chicken way more than I eat Arby's. I eat Sonic way more than I eat Arby's, and I don't eat Sonic that much because the ones around here are dog shit. 
But he, he probably doesn't have Sonic either. No, he doesn't. But I've heard him mention, oh, I really wish I could have Sonic so bad. <laughs> we <laughs> have him. Okay, you know we what? We have you him, you baby you back bitch. What? You know what, you son of a bitch? <laughs> you would lose your damn mind with a cherry limeade. That's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah, you couldn't handle the foot long. <laughs> Good lord, man. <laughs> foot long. Who's got the foot long? Those chili cheese conies will wreck your insides. But you know what he's doing right now? He's sitting there playing those little Warhammer games. And like, man, you know what I would like to do? I'd like to... Uh I'd like to go to a drive-in and get me a foot-long chili cheese coney, maybe some tater tots covered in cheese, and a yeah. nice Route 44 cherry limeade. Well, ha-ha, in your face, I'm going to go do that right now. Yeah, you can't because you don't have them because you're poor. New York, they're poor of Sonics. They don't have any Sonics over they're there. Losers. Yeah, stupid idiots over there in New York. And also, too... As far as other things that I eat, bueno. I know that's regional as well. You don't have bueno because you're a dumb son of a bitch. I eat Bell way more than I eat Arby's. I haven't had Arby's, I don't think, in 2020. So for that to be the the thing it just blows my mind. That's just a bold effing statement. It is a bold effing statement. Yeah, I don't know. I definitely had it this year, I think. I don't think I have. I really don't. We don't eat it that often. No, I don't either. Um, Arby's is actually kind of expensive. It is, especially for what you get. Yeah, yeah. for like yeah. just a sandwich. You're like, oh, 12 bucks. Holy yeah. crap. Yeah, and it's like super thin meat. Yeah. It's like, ugh. But I can go to, I can go to Charlie's Chicken, get five chunks, and I'm not talking pieces, I'm talking chunks. Like one of those fits in the palm of your hand and covers it up. They are big sons of bitches. You get five of those and then a side of potato wedges. And here's the thing. I you, feel like I'm Richard and Tommy Way right now. It's like, wow. <laughs> you have derailed. Here's the thing. They deep fry their potato wedges. That's how fat and how little they care about your health at Charlie's Chicken. And then on top of that, you get those corn dodgers. Oh, he doesn't even know about corn dodgers. Bro. Probably not. Those are amazing. Incredible. You don't know nothing about that. So watch your step before you step into my house. Talk all that crap. <laughs> Good Lord. Man. <laughs> I, this is not where I expected this to go. Well, I, I think I forgot my point, and so I just started talking loudly. Yeah. Yeah. Just aggressive, aggressive talking. Right, that's, yeah. That's right I was just, things. I was just explaining to you how how great Charlie's Chicken is. I, I totally forgot what my point was. Yeah, uh, it's, it's that about we, halfway. You don't need Arby's. I don't need Arby's, and and it's Outsiders Beard Co. And it's not Outriders, not Outriders or Bigger Underscore Bane's Beard Oil. Yeah, it's Outsiders. Well, here's the thing: like Big Underscore Bane is like a thing I call you that right. Bill Bean has kind of stole. Yeah, but. I you know I basically got that from Steve Austin because that's what he called his buddy right. Ted Fowler and I thought right. that was funny yeah so that's all that was and not to mention like would you spell out underscore or just do it because I I would assume you would do under like the actual underscore but then that would be weird exactly I mean the the whole concept is weird well it's kind of like it's like a horrible idea from Big Chuck yeah oh and he's given us plenty oh I know you know uh, <laughs> but you know the uh, I mean, if they want to copyright that, because he meant something about copywriting it and it being huge over in yeah, India definitely go waste your money. Taiwan, yeah, feel free, pal. And you guys don't even know how to spell Bane anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> he called you out again, you stupid idiots. <laughs> so with well, that, Google's hard to use. It all is. Right? It is. Yeah, even when Big Chuck like 
sent over the the t-shirt idea they had for it it was misspelt and i was like go for it yeah smart you <laughs> yeah. are a genius waste waste your time yeah, yeah. you are an absolute genius <laughs> but at least when you go with your misspellings you go with them you don't like right. sit there and use your brain think wait a minute that right. doesn't sound right only a dipshit would say that right yeah you just you roll with it and i and i applaud your stupidity sir yes me too all right but uh with all that being said go check out elite eight showdown yeah good show very Hell fun of a show very fun show um, also, check out uh, To Be The Man, Evil Ain't Good, and Grapple Hold. If you like wrestling comic books, you can find both of those on Amazon or To Be The Man on Comixology. Check out all of Bane's tunes over there on Spotify or Apple, wherever you get your music. And then uh, we really don't have a whole lot to talk about on uh, Back to the Nintendo or Bill Benus because both those are basically uh, on hiatus. Yes. Yes. For the time being. But uh, check out our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash BBPH. And uh, $1, $3, $5 are our tiers. $5 tiers get you two gifts a year, which uh, we're right around the uh, $5 tier mark. Yeah. Um, we've got to figure that out soon. So uh, actually, I think this uh, in December, 3 and $5 get their yes. gifts. Is that correct? Yes. July right. is just the five dollar. Christmas is three and five dollars. That's right. And so, so check that out. You get early access to Power Hour Pro Wrestling plus the Energy Shot. Yes, a, uh, a quick little thirty minute podcast, kind of on one topic, which is a lot of fun. Average Panda Gear and Outsiders Beard Co. Oh yeah. Now, very quickly, I don't want to make this go too long, but you have some new scents you're working on. Quite a few. You yes. actually previewed them uh, on your story there for a yeah, little bit. Yeah, I've got three new scents, and um, my uh, my head's kind of racing, so I, I can't go into detail right now because <laughs> I think I got a little bit over too hyped. You might have. When I, <laughs> when I was going through with that. But um, let, me, let me pull them up real quick. I know um, we have Sweet Harvest, which is actually just going to stick around through Thanksgiving. Nice. Um, we have... Candy Cane Lane, which is actually my favorite one um, of the three. Um, it's it's a combination of uh, peppermint and like like Christmas trees. I so I'm excited to uh, I'm excited to give that one a give that one a sniff. It's gonna it's gonna be really good. And then the candy apple is literally just candy apple. It's, I love it. It's gonna be amazing. And actually, odd, oddly enough, candy apple I had actually wanted to put that around halloween mm -hmm. but it just didn't come to fruition so to speak so i ended up uh but it worked out because candle jack was there and so maybe next next year maybe candy apple will be more for the halloween time there you go uh, but i figured it also worked for christmas but for sure yeah sweet harvest is going to be a good one it's kind of a mixture of you know a lot of your favorite um a lot of your favorite thanksgiving treats and you know it's got a it's got you know a hint of like the the pumpkin pie as well, and it's also got like a hint of uh, cranberry in there as well. Oh, very it's, nice. It's, it's gonna be a, a big combination, but it smells smells really good. Excellent. So the, when are those gonna be available? They're available now. Oh, are they? They're yes, at, uh, right they are. They are available now. So check them out if you're if you're looking for a Thanksgiving set, or if you're wanting if you're wanting to you know gift it to somebody. You know, Christmas is right around the corner. These these especially the. Uh, the um, Candy Cane Lane, that's going to make a hell of a Christmas gift, I think. And so definitely check those out. Absolutely. Then, of course, check out all of our T-shirts at um, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Brian Breaker, BBPH.RedBubble.com, or WhatAManeuver.net search store. You can search for Breaker and Bane's Power Hour, or Bane also has an individual store there as well. Yeah. 
check all those out. And if you want to, you don't want to remember all that, check out my Instagram or Twitter on the link tree. Bam. All of them right there. Very easy to find. Super awesome. I love link tree, man. It's a, it's a really cool, easy way to find everything. Nice. I dig it. So highly recommend that. Anything else you want to add, man? That's it. Thank you guys for checking out Breaker in Bane's Power Hour. I'm Brian Breaker. I'm Bane. We will see you guys in seven days. Peace easy. Yeah. One more time. <laughs> it ain't over till I say it's over. So lock the cage up, cause this is a takeover. The wait's over. If this the final time we meet, then you'll be on your back at my feet. I'll tip the cage over as a hangover I'm super fly so I can splash off the top And I can shut down the shop Like Randy Savage, I'm the cream of the crop And I'm always gonna rise to the top People's champ like the rock I do not give a fuck, so let that shit drop Man, I'm so over Double pistols What'd you think? It's good, it was really good Pretty good That son of a bitch, Eric Barker You son of a bitch Can't dig it, Nailed it. Nailed it. Perfect. Put, Put it on the internet.